0: UX Podcast, episode 276.
1: You're listening to UX Podcast, coming to you from Stockholm, Sweden. Helping the UX community explore ideas and share knowledge since 2011.
2: We are your hosts, James Roy Lawson and Pat Axbaum. We with listeners in 200 countries and territories in the world, from Sudan to
1: Kazakhstan. From time to time, we will bring you a repeat show. This is an episode from our extensive back catalogue, resurfacing some of the ideas and thoughts from the past that we believe are still relevant and well worth revisiting. <laughs> just come out of a fantastic workshop with denise jacobs and she's sitting re- right here with us so Woo! welcome to the show thank denise, you thank nice you for having me you. i was just a nice to be shockful interactive workshop with so many exercises and stuff so but we're not tired we're energized Yay! And that, and that, Yeah. that's that, uh, the goal that's the wonderful <laughs> thing about this i mean when you work with yourself and these types of exercises you 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 learn to accept yourself more it's fantastic just
2: to, just so. to kind of get a little um, catch up for people who haven't don't know what your uh, workshop was it was unfold your mm. brain that's mm. what it's called
3: mm. yeah and uh i am a uh i like to call myself a speaker author and creative creativity evangelist wow and so uh <laughs> When, uh, I love it when people are just like, "Is that religious?" And I'm like, "No, <laughs> not really." Oh, but like you get these spiritual. Oh yeah, I see. Hey, what, I but you see get the these spiritual
1: feelings. Really hey, well, yeah, yeah. there is that. Well, so that's <laughs> yeah, why I was yeah. like, I
3: actually <laughs> use the word uh, evangelist, yeah. like deliberately, in the the way of like kind of feeling like, mm. you know, I'm spreading the the good word, yeah. the good word mm. about <laughs> creativity, <laughs> and like kind of inspiring people to yeah. feel. More comfortable with their creativity and more um, conversant with it, and more like they really want to like take their creativity and use it, and mm. really kind of reach their potential, like reach yeah. their creative potential.
2: Yeah. One of the one of the um, big parts of the first half of the workshop mm. was um, was about your inner critic and banishing your yes. inner critic and, and, and imposter syndrome, which we've we've talked about on the show. Yeah, we did an entire show on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, so, so how how do you banish your, your inner critic?
3: Very carefully. Mm. Um, <laughs> well, so I'm actually writing a book called "Banish Your Inner Critic." Yeah. And that will be coming out for uh, official release in January of 2017. But will be kind of there'll be like a kind of unofficial release. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, in the fall, like in the late fall, like Ooh. November, uh, late October, early November. So that's what we're shooting for. Um, which means I got to get cracking on the chapters. I've <laughs> yeah, oh. written 2 out of 11. but oh. um, well, you know what? That's what the that's what the summer's for. Yeah. Um, that's but That's what constraints are for. That's what <laughs> yeah. time constraints. If I didn't <laughs> yeah. have the deadlines, I deadline probably wouldn't have it. Yeah. Um so so in one of the things I talk about in the talks I do and in the workshops and and then, you know, clearly also in the book is that Um, it's a process and you know, of course you're just like, I want a solution. I don't want to hear it's a process. I mean, Mm. it's a solution, (laughs) but it is a process and banishing your inner critic. I think comes from first of all, self-awareness, knowing that it's there, um, knowing how it shows up for you because there are different forms of the inner critic. Mm -hmm. I just touched upon a few of them in the workshop, but there are even more that I will go into more detail in, in the book. Mm Um, You know, denying your creativity, Mm. um, being anxious about deficiencies that you have, um, having fear of being judged, uh, fear of failure and fear Mm. of success and having like an upper limits problem. Um, And so there's a lot of different ways that it can show up. Um, And so that self-awareness of kind of knowing, okay, this is that version and then having the tools to deal with it when it comes up instead of being like because what happens is we end up feeling blindsided a lot of times right and it just comes up out of nowhere and then you're just like ah and you're just paralyzed mm. but I feel like when you first of all you know what's gonna come like here I go embarking upon something it's gonna show up at some point in time so I just need to be, like, armed and ready. Like, I just need to have the tools. Mm-hmm. And so that when it shows up, okay, here's imposter syndrome. Boom, mm. boom, boom. Yeah. This is what I can do for imposter syndrome. Oh, I'm mm. getting in perfectionist mode. Okay, mm. this is what I need to do because I'm being um, in perfectionist mode. And then when you have the tools and you have everything mm. kind of at your ready, mm. then it's like it, you don't feel as kind of uh, put upon or blindsided, like I said, and you, it's easier to deal with, and then you can move past it more quickly, I think. Yeah,
2: that's definitely the case with things like imposter syndrome. Mm. We we, we talked to a lot of people who had no idea that concept,
1: that was a concept. Yeah. yeah. They just thought it was them. And they were so happy mm. to know that there's a term for it and everybody else feels it too.
3: Right. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. And I think mm. when you know that, and then again, like I said, when you, you know, like I love the the thing that I have coined the imposter syndrome paradox, which mm. is you yeah. can't feel yeah. like an imposter unless you actually are qualified. Yes. And when you have that, you're just like, Oh, mm-hmm. okay, I'm just I'm just doing that thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you can stop doing that thing or you can move on, you can mm-hmm. focus on something else, yeah. you know? That's always great. And you also it? said
1: there are some times when you actually need your inner critic like mm-hmm. during editing.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Which I think is also really helpful mm-hmm. where you're just like, I don't need you now. But yeah. just come back in like a mm-hmm. day. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like when it's when you're like, Oh, that's a really good sentence. Yeah. Oh, that's not so strong. Okay, we need to change this. Mm-hmm. And when you're in editing mode, it's fantastic.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, you're just all looking no. at me now <laughs> I yeah. So I was breathing and going to ask a question. <laughs> sure, of course I am. Um, uh, the this, this second part of the, the workshop, um, and then we, I think, well, I'm saying second part for me, it felt like the second part. Like yeah. We're moving um, more into the, the focus aspect things and looking at how the, the brain works mm. and coming into, or getting, getting focus and mm. getting closer to flow. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was interesting to reflect on. You didn't, you didn't say to everyone, look, you've got to get to flow you kind of felt like you were being quite careful of saying, you know, closer to flow is probably good enough to set your creativity flowing. And
3: not only that, but it's one of those things, flow is one of those elusive things where you actually can't plan it. Mm. Flow is one of those things where you can set up all of the conditions for it, and that's that's what you need to do. Mm. Like, can you get to it? Like, just by saying... Okay, I'm going to go into flow. Mm. No, no, not necessarily. No. But if you get all the conditions in place, you're more likely to reach it than mm. not. Yeah, And so that's why I was like, okay, well, here's what you do to get to the place where you can have flow. Mm. Yeah. Now, are you going to get there necessarily? I have no idea. Mm. But if you have these conditions, you're more more likely than not to reach it.
2: Yeah. I think but it's n- it's nice because t- one of the problems with with the whole thing about oh you need to be in flow you, that's mm-hmm. where all your creative creativity mm-hmm. happens. You then you, you create anxiety and stress uh-huh. if you can't get to a point that yes, you feel exactly. is flow. Yes. Mm-hmm. So so by kind of like mm-hmm. You know, saying it's all right. We don't need to necessarily be in the zone yeah. all the time. But if you get yourself get yourself close. a little bit closer, than you and
1: just by closing your eyes, breathing, not multitasking. I mean, there are small techniques you can just tend really? to and, and and get there faster right? and really effective. Yeah, yeah. And
3: like the and and the thing, the reason one of the reasons why I like to talk about yeah. the brain science is to show. And I actually I don't think I I said it explicitly today, but to mm. show that essentially our brains are actually wired like hardwired to be creative Mm. already Mm. like for us to not be creative we Mm. actually almost need to be working at odds with the way our brains work Mm. right and so when i say like look all you need to do is breathe Mm. and relax like Mm. Oh, okay, wait, I can do that. <laughs> um, yeah. You can take a shower. I can yeah. do that. Lay down. I like I the, lay do down, the lay down yeah. one yeah. I like. The lay down is yeah. awesome. You're just like, wait, that's all you need to do? <laughs> yeah. You just lay down, just be prone, <laughs> and like my brain will <laughs> automatically start to go on alpha mm-hmm. brain. Mobile. What? Mm. Um,
2: do you know what? When, when you actually said that yeah. about laying down, my uh, i instantly in my head got a picture of like walking to like a park or a field mm. nearby and just laying like down just on a summer 's day yeah, and kind of cl- cl- just yeah. kind of looking at the then suddenly I was kind of closer to floor just by right. thinking about <laughs> doing and it 's
3: true and it 's true and it 's like we don 't realize that it's it's not as elusive as we make Mm. it out to be. Mm. Um, Mm. And like I was saying at the beginning, so many things of the way that work is structured and the work environment is structured, Mm. like actually totally make it so that we can't get to that place as easily yeah as there's me. very
1: low acceptance to lying down on the floor <laughs> at acceptance. work yeah. which is a problem. Yeah, it's uh, a problem you need to realize that it's those <laughs> moments that actually inc- increase your happiness and productivity and efficiency <laughs> in, in the long term <laughs> yeah, if you someone finds
2: you and if your desk lie no, down underneath your desk down. they're going to be kind of you know you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: you had a great tip uh, uh, when you just huh. changing your your how you work at your desk, mm-hmm. like facing south, facing facing north, and do different things in those situations. Oh. Can, and you can prime your brain into doing doing different stuff in right, that way. Right, and like okay, this is the yeah.
3: place where I like. I used to mm-hmm. do that at work. I'd be mm-hmm. like, okay, this is the place where I work on mm-hmm. reports. This yeah. is the place where I try to come up with ideas. This is the place when I work on my computer, mm-hmm. and it seemed to help because. And then it's like I started like okay. This is where I'm mm. like trying to like troubleshoot mm. stuff or you mm. know brainstorm things mm. and mm. and it, it worked out great. Um, I was going to say something to something you said earlier but I can't remember exactly what it was but it was a really great great idea. It's a great, <laughs> it <was> a great <laughs> concept.
2: So we could just we just we just can, we just can like plus you on that and say <laughs> oh that was fantastic. Oh, yeah. yes, that was really really yes good. And <laughs> yes and yes, <laughs> um
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: to give you that boost of um of, of energy. Thank you. Uh, um, the um, I was going to talk about one of the um, exercises. I don't know which. Actually, I don't know which exercise I was going to talk about now. Because we did about I don't know um, ten exercises in our workshop. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. We um, did quite
3: a few. About three per section. Three yeah. or
2: four per section. I mean, thinking about reflecting about the very end one. The very end one that we did was um, you, gr- you grouped us into two. Mm-hmm. sets of people. Mm-hmm. Well, you can describe it as your...
3: Well, so, I, and I got it from somebody else, um, yeah. actually. Uh, so, let me, I want to actually tell the background yes? story to mm-hmm, that, please. which is, um, I took a workshop with Lisa Nichols, who, um, if you haven't heard of her, I like to think of her as the sister in the secret. Okay. <laughs> she right. was, like, the only black woman in the secret, like, you know, like, ah. these, like experts on, you know, law of attraction and stuff like that, and <laughs> I mean, it was like, one black woman, hey, what's up? So that was Lisa Nichols. um, But she's like uh, well known for um, like a lot of, you know, transformational work coaching, blah, 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 blah. Less that coaching, but more like transformational work and Mm -hmm. motivational speaking and things like that. And um, I went to a workshop of hers several years ago called Speak and Write to Make Millions. Which you know, I'm still working on the millions part, but I have <laughs> actually actually did start speaking and I did start writing after yeah. I went to that workshop. So something worked. Something worked. So um, but we did that worksh- that exercise in that workshop and it was so powerful. Mm. To do it, to, do like, do it and, like, not know what was coming mm-hmm. and to not... And to have all these people come up and say these lovely things to you. Yeah, because yeah. we were
2: in two groups. And one, one group um, was stood randomly around the room with mm-hmm. their eyes closed. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. then the other group wandered around and, and gave nice compliments. Wonderful. Wonderful mm-hmm. compliments mm-hmm. in your ear, whispered them into your ear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And
3: now the interesting thing is, is that the way it's structured is that what you're supposed to say is something that you've wanted to hear yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Now I deliberately because the last time I did the workshop I forgot to do this and the results kind of differed a little bit. Um but so I you know for the group that's standing with their eyes closed that's receiving the information, I say don't think about what the person says. Mm. Just in your mind, just say thank you. Yeah. Mm. That's yeah. all you need to do. Just say thank you. Like, don't mm. think about mm. the, the structure of the workshop and mm. how it works and how the exercise mm. works. Just mm. say thank you. Mm. And I think when you do that and you're in this receptive place, it comes and it lands better, mm. like, inside of you in your psyche. Yeah. And um, I personally, is is my favorite exercise. Mm. Um, and I always have people just, like, afterwards usually are just like, that was really intense. It's really yeah. intense. It's, it's a very, very, and that actually, that for actually, me, was it was s- close
1: to a spiritual experience yeah. almost. Because yeah. people came up and and were whispering, and you didn't know when they were going to come up and whisper mm-hmm. to you. And they said things like, "You're awesome," and and you I've, al- really I've always work. always yeah. admired your work. And I was yeah. like, "Really?" And then I and then I caught myself, <laughs> and, I was like, and, yes, you, yeah. and it's like, "Thank you." And it's just, I was smiling. Yeah, I felt so I found myself smiling <laughs> all yeah. the way
2: through. And you stood there, and because you can. It's such a, it's such yeah. a. You feel floaty mm. So, so yeah. you kind of, you're there, eyes are closed, mm. stood in the room, and you can hear whispering in the background. <gasps> you can, he- you can mm. feel people walking past you, <sighs> and then suddenly, a voice will whisper in your mm. ear, a compliment. Yeah. And then you reply with. So you kind of mm. like they, uh, like they kind of fade in from nowhere, these little mm-hmm. compliments, and then vanish again. Oh. it's It's. <laughs> <Beautiful>. <laughs> like, <hot> Shivers. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful. And <laughs> it's it's lovely. It does make you smile like you said. Yeah. I'm smiling all the way through the it. Smile.
3: Yeah. And I've had people I've had people cry. Yeah. Like yeah. I've had people like just mm. get teary. Mm. I've had people like be speechless afterwards uh, I was actually the very very first um, workshop that yeah. I did this in. I did it and it was um, it was in Amsterdam and mm. uh, it was a conference you know similar to yeah. this and people came from all over the world and everything and one of the attendees was a gentleman who was Japanese who worked at Sony in their design department and afterwards I mean it's like you know like Japanese culture and all this stuff like totally like kind of at odds with all this like very different and very you know structured and and everything and he was like afterwards he was just he couldn't even kind of articulate like he just was like that was just I mean I I just feel like that was, <laughs> oh, that was just. Yeah, I was. I mean, yeah. I, and it was like that's like he just he couldn't. He mm. was just like that was just so. I just feel like.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're you're like a child now that has got gotten the best present ever oh, and right? can't articulate it. Can't that. even <laughs> articulate yeah. it, and it
3: was just so like I was so touched by yeah. that because I was just like, wow, like I really, really hit, you really hit, hit yeah. a nerve there, yeah. Yeah. and um, I love that. Mm. I love that exercise so mm. much because mm. it just is so powerful. It's so. It seems so simple on the outside mm-hmm. and it's just it's mm-hmm. very powerful and I think it's very touching. And you
1: people. really have to bring it home with you because I mean the purpose is also to understand how how valuable it is to give feedback to others. Mm-hmm. Always on your team, at home, your friends, family, mm-hmm. anyone. Mm-hmm. Just give that positive feedback and magic will happen. It's amazing. Yeah.
3: It's amazing.
2: Mm. It's actually quite a nice crescendo end to the the workshop though cuz mm-hmm. you've you've um you've been kind of Built up and kind of like being saying yes, you can do this. Yes, you can do this kind of mm. thing. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And and then you get those n- confidence in your ear. Yeah. And then we we finished off with um, sharing um, something we'd like to achieve mm-hmm. in five five months. I think five you months. Yeah. Said yeah, and swapping contact details with a person next to, to us. But for me, I mean, at that point, you know, I. W- I'm ready to go I'm kind of saying thank you, goodnight I'm off here now because I want to get on with it uh-huh. <laughs> you've reached that point yeah. of feeling like you, you, yeah. you can and should mm. um, you know, mm. be able to do things
3: that's mm, which great is, which is well, good that's great that was, that was, the, mm. that was the intention that yeah. was the way it was designed mm.
1: oh, we're getting uh, we have to get out of the room pretty soon okay. so <laughs> we'll wrap up I think <laughs> Okay.
2: I think so um, yeah. it's oh. been really really nice talking to you Denise. thank you for yeah, having thank you. me And now we're, um, we're, we're joined by well, both Chris myself
1: and also Denise Jacobs. We got both of them in the same room. We'll and you two guys started off the speaker's day uh, yesterday. Uh, both of you talking around creativity, you yeah. might say. People are doing exercises straight away. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty uncommon for a keynote, I think. It is. Uh, and the amount of exercise. We did three exercises and everybody got up and did yeah. paired up and uh, challenged each other. Yeah, it's a fantastic experience, and everybody did. Uh, that's a huge audience as well, 550 people. It's a lot of folks. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> it's easier when they pair up. Yeah. Thank God I didn't have to try to make like small groups or anything like that. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> There's two people. They partner up. One person's a storyteller. One person's a listener. The storyteller has to create holes in the story so that the listener can give them words, either a noun or a mm-hmm. verb. And the listener can look at the screen and see a list Mm. Of words that they can give the storyteller, Mm. and the wonderful thing: I give a premise for the story, and then they have to start talking. And I have never seen like uh, uh, that's the exercise where I have seen the most laughter, the most fun, Mm. the most like people just really engaged with Mm. each other and um, and everything. The one time I saw somebody who looked like they were in pain doing it was when I was in (laughs) Israel. And uh there was a woman from I don't wanna say Croatia, Slovenia, like some like kind of Eastern European country and I and I, I'm a bit embarrassed that I don't remember exactly which country she was from, but she was from a country where my guess was is that she wasn't encouraged to do this kind of thinking. So where <laughs> where whenever time I was doing it with her and I mm. was the storyteller and I was giving her like I was giving the holes and she would be like um and she'd look at the list and I said just read down the list and she's like but it doesn't make sense I was like it doesn't <laughs> matter just give me a word I'll work with it and she'd be like but but the but then the story won't make sense <laughs> I was like, and I was like okay okay you try it and then she'd do then she'd give me a word she'd be like but I don't understand like but it doesn't the story oh, doesn't yeah. work <laughs> and, and she was so frustrated with how it didn't seem to make yeah. sense that you really wanted it to make sense. That is she hadn't.
2: She hadn't bought into the gameplay. She hadn't bought into your world that you yeah. described.
3: It was really interesting. She very bur- and 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 kind of going along with Brad's mm. uh, talk on body language. Mm. Very much so, standing there, you know, with mm. her arms crossed and her legs crossed yeah. and mm. everything, like kind of like really like you know scrutinizing the whole thing. Like mm. I just, but I want it to make it needs to make sense. Mm. Um, and, but aside from her, just about everybody else I've seen do this yeah. has had loads of fun, and so it was wonderful to look out upon the kind of the sea of the audience and see laughing and and just the, the, the chatter, the, mm-hmm. the the rise of the sound in the room was just it was just lovely. I uh, work with this woman, Jessie Sternschuss, who has a, a company called the Improv Effect. And, um, we met each other and we're just kind of like, oh my God, you're my new best friend because she's <laughs> funny and everything, but she's got this company where she uses applied improvisation to help with the trainings on team communication and, um, ideation and, and all of this stuff. So yeah. we were like, oh my God, we do completely complementary work. Let's work together and um it was basically through her that i got turned on to applied improvisation i i had talked about it a lot in my workshops but i didn't really have a background in improvisation i had never done it mm. myself i just was like this is a really great idea but then uh through knowing her and wanting to do more uh improv related things i actually that's when I started taking improv classes oh, okay. and, and and everything, and then going to the Applied Improvisation Network conference. Mm. Um, and uh, it's really changed. So it was also through her, s- through seeing some of her talks and how she incorporated improv mm. uh, exercises mm. into her talks. I was like, I can do that, too. Right. Mm. Yeah. Watch this. And uh, it's really, I feel like it's really, then I found this really nice sweet spot now where, you know, I can still have the kind of uh, delivery that I want to have and the high energy, but then I get all this interactivity and people connecting with each other and everything so mm. during the talk. So then it's not just about me up there yapping, but mm. about people having this experience. <laughs>
2: well, Chris, I mean, but you, y- in your talk as well, you included some exercises. Two opening talks, I included. It was improv. It's, isn't improv. that like,
1: it's an example of the mechanics behind being creative. <laughs> you started uh, even out with... Uh, Slaughtering a sheep and taking out liver and beating <laughs> the liver, <laughs> and and yeah, shocking us into connected, attention. Connected. And using yeah. a stone to, to map the, um, the, the
0: results. S-
3: yeah. Say that word again, haruspication.
0: Haruspication. Oh, and the marvelous <laughs> word of the person who does the haruspication ah. is the haruspex.
3: I have to say, I love the name <laughs> exercise. Oh, that's a fun one. Oh, yeah. totally swiping that, mm. this by the way. Oh, this was the <laughs> totally taking that yeah, and putting name, that in
0: my name workshop. Name Yeah, the name tail was mm. the hashtag. It's, uh, mm. I believe I picked this up from the... Leap in the the French mm. literary tradition. Um, it was one of the techniques they used to generate characters or stories. Mm. The technique is to take a person's name and break it down into smaller chunks. So I, I took <coughs> pear's name because I was sat next to Pez. So mm. Pair Axbom.
2: Pear, axe, And, I, and I, Yeah, exactly. So I did a pear, uh, like the, the like the fruit, and then axe, yes. boom, as in boom. bomb. Okay. How did you
0: combine the pear, the axe, and the boom?
2: Uh, a story about an exotic fruit tree that was accidentally chopped down, mm. um, and the resulting unexpected explosion flattered an entire town.
0: Mm. Lovely. That's fantastic. Yeah, and you could imagine like mm. a... A whole series based mm. on that. Like, yeah. what would the world do if we had explosive mm. fruit? Like, wars mm. would break out. <laughs> sort of yeah. fruit like trees it would become fruit a controlled substance. Mm. But <laughs> then some people would want fruit salad made with that, like mm. the thrill seekers. So, yeah. And I was That's actually fantastic. thinking
3: of the, 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 the George Washington and, like, what would have happened to George Washington. <laughs> oh. <and he> like <laughs> <laughs> chopped down that, like, what that would have meant for the history of the United States. <laughs> yeah, that <would> be funny. <laughs> if that's <laughs> the Things way, would have been different. completely <laughs> different, the world after George Washington chopped down the cherry. Well the,
2: the, the, well, the beauty of that exercise, because your talk was, um, compared to mm. Denise's talk, which was about uh, creativity, or you talked about how, I can, how you can generate that kind of creativity in yourself, your talk was looking more about how we can use machines to maybe help
1: us just nudge us along a little bit and be creative. So, So creativity, I mean, yeah, so we have these tools for, crea- for creativity, but why are we s- paying so much attention to it? Why is it so important? What problem are we trying to solve with creativity?
3: Well, mm. actually, mm. Um, mm. <laughs> I just spent a whole week writing a chapter. <laughs> oh, nice. <Well> done. <laughs> about at least uh, mm. one of the reasons why I think creativity mm. is important. Mm. Um, uh, so, Chris, if I may you mm. get, get in there and, mm. and talk about it. So... Um, So, in my book, Banish Your Inner Critic, that's coming out at the end of the year or the beginning of next year, Mm -hmm. Um, one of the things that I I say that it's really important, there's actually this really interesting relationship between um, the inner critic and flow and creativity and then basically, in my mind, what you can do with it when you kind of get to that point. Um, And... I was saying this in the workshop uh, the other day, but that there's this, you know, there's kind of this generally accepted concept that creativity is like in your right side of your brain and then mm. the left side of your brain is analytical and mm-hmm. all that stuff. What they're starting to uh, think about, what scientists who study brain scanning and imagery and stuff like that, they're what they're finding is, is that creativity is less about what side of your brain is activated Side of your brain is activated, and it's more about what parts of your brain are activated or active or quiet. And so, brain scanning has actually shown that when people are creative, when they're doing like improvisational jazz or rap or doing other things that really involve creative stuff, the part of your brain that's the self monitoring, the self judgment, um, self control, all that stuff, that mm. part of your brain is quiet and then that allows for the other really expressive parts of your uh-huh. brain to mm-hmm. like light up mm-hmm. and to start doing stuff. Self-monitoring, judgment, control, and everything equals the inner critic, right? And so they basically say that creativity is more about the quieting of the inner critic right. and less about, oh, your right brain is active or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I feel like um, when you do that, also they found that that's the part of the brain that's quiet when you go into a flow state. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, do not you guys glad that I'm giving you sound effects? Anyway? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: It's saving so much time. Don't have to add them Don't have to add them
3: at, add them at all. <laughs> we were going to put a bomb sound yeah. in, yeah. but Denise did it for us. Um, so... So I think it's really interesting because basically the more, you know, one of the premise the premise of my book basically is the more you banish your inner critic and that you reach flow, so then when you're in flow state, really cool things about flow is that people who go into flow are like happier and feel like more empowered in their lives and feel like life is worth living basically. Mm-hmm. And they also have the ability to go into a flow state more easily because basically their brains are starting to be wired towards that mm-hmm. and that the effects of flow last for up to a day or two after you go into a flow state, mm-hmm. which again, <sighs> right? It's a mm-hmm. long time. It's, li- it's wild, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like, then you kind of, you already like kind of are already in that mode. Mm-hmm. Um, so when people are happy and satisfied and feeling empowered, then they i feel like then you feel the the ability to take on bigger tasks right Mm. when you feel empowered and stuff like that you're like what else can i do Mm. that was great i did that what else can i do what Mm. other problems can i solve what other ways can i put my brain to work in a way that's going to get me back to that place that i felt so amazing Mm. and i think that's why creativity is important because By kind of harnessing the power, like our creative power, we can actually do really great stuff in the world. We can solve bigger problems. We can make better Mm. things for for more people. We Mm. can help more people. I think that's one of the reasons why creativity is important.
0: Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing to sneeze at. My yes and see that there we go shout out (laughs) yeah yeah. what (coughs) high fives across the table um Mm -hmm. there are two things like why why um i think having the mechanisms for creativity are important um no i'm gonna add the third uh the first is that your muse works most of the time Mm -hmm. well one's muse Mm -hmm. hopefully works most of the time Uh, but when she fails and you are paid to be creative yeah. What do you do? Mhm. Uh, it's unprofessional to just sit there and go I I don't have I it today. I got nothing. I got <laughs> nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's expecting you to mm. press the creativity button. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Mm. Um and my assertion is that there is a creative button if you can backfill that button with these techniques. Mm-hmm. Um so one is uh, one reason why creativity is important is as a professional you're paid for it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um the second is that we're an aging population mm. and being creative is harder as you get older. It was Uh, Dick Wurman. So Richard Saul Wurman recounts in one of his earlier books the tale, the perhaps apocryphal tale, of children who are in third grade. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. When asked what the dots on the chalkboard mean, all raise their hand. They've got, oh, it's it's an owl's eye. It's a planet. Oh, those are stars. Uh, That's a bowling ball. Mm. Um, But by fifth grade... No one will raise their hand because that they're, w- they're aware that there's a right answer. So we have oh. the dual problems of a socialization against creativity, yep. Yep. that there is a right answer, yep. Yep. and as we age, we, it becomes more and more difficult. Um, this is the cognitive bias that I spoke about, or even less than a bias, just a, a sad fact of the world, is that as we age and gain experience, those experience override other possibilities, because we know and we latch on what we know works.
3: Chris, I totally hijacked what you were saying. You said there mm. were three things. You said two. Mm. The, uh,
0: the uh, fact that it's more difficult to be creative as you get older. Yeah. Um, the fact that we have it socialized out of us. Yes. Um, and... <coughs> oh, that's the third one. The one of the delightful things, if you've read Doors of Perception mm-hmm. um, by Aldous Huxley, mm-hmm. he notes that consciousness is not an expansive tool. Right. Mm-hmm. It is. A re- it is. His word is a reducing valve um, that is there to prevent us from processing all of the information that we are receiving at any one moment, mm-hmm. as well as remembering everything that we could be remembering at one time. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. <laughs> it is. Sobering to realize that your consciousness is there to stop you from being creative. Um, it is there mm-hmm. to get you focused on survival and mm, reproduction. So uh, yeah, it's not a bad thing to focus on. No, that's not a bad thing, <laughs> or at least in its place. Right. Um, but that that notion that oh, hey, we are working inside of a system that is fighting against us. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's important to have that skill, just to recognize the bias of the tool we have and know how to overcome it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's
2: very true. We've learned a lot mm-hmm. of that about that in recent years. Just the whole kind of reptilian brain and how it totally owns us. Yeah, um, oh yeah and this bit at the front that we're all kind of interacting with is is actually
1: not really the thing.
3: It's like smoke and mirrors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, <laughs> so it's all about then bringing down your brain to a lower level of consciousness uh, almost like when, when you're meditating and like your examples when you're taking a shower and just getting away from the problem arena mm-hmm. and that's when the problems solve themselves because your brain is actually working, working on, on it, it by itself it's all the chatter in, in, in that's your, in in your subconscious it's, yeah. it's like static mm.
3: you know the way i like to think about mm. it is is that it's like static much mm. like on you know Back, remember when there was radios and, and dials <laughs> and things? Um, but when you uh. were trying to find a station, mm. you know, it's like, s- s- and then boo, to really um, come in. And the music mm. will be really clear. And then you get off of that mm. channel just, mm. a, just a moment, just a, the frequency is just a little off. And it's, it's static again. Mm. And I think what happens is mm. we are operating most of the time in static and we are just not on the station. Right, yeah. like <laughs> we're just not getting the information's there. we're just like a couple of a few s- frequency points away from it mm. um and so you know, in a lot of ways, calming your brain and relaxing it and you know deliberately removing the chatter is like tuning yourself to the mm. correct station so you can get the information. Mm.
1: Oh, thanks, thanks so much for joining us. Guys. Thank you both Thank yeah. you You're for welcome. having yeah. us. Just being around these people is just really inspiring and I think you need actually sometimes to be there to feel the energy and having been part of these exercises that we've been part of with these two I mean it's, it's just life-giving in, in some way we were a little gushing excited
2: I think w- during our chat with Denise in the beginning there well, yeah I but we were so. really still even though it was yeah. quite a while after we'd had the workshop it was hours yeah. and we were still really high from it I exactly. guess exactly I'm gonna really try and lay down
1: more calm yourselves calm your nerves and I think a big takeaway that I, I keep hearing over and over now is let your brain do the work for you. Think about the problem and then do something else. Yeah. And the solution will come to you. Mm. But one of the things that I'm also going to take away with me was what Chris, Chris was saying about when experience overrides creativity, l- creativity, like when you get older, you rely on experience to do stuff. You don't rely on your creativity to do your stuff. Because your natural creativity falls in exactly. you get older. Mm. You think that this is, the way stuff should be done because I've always done it like this <laughs> what Denise spun on that is you had to realize oh shit so a lot of the stuff that's been, been invented today was invented by people who had no idea what they were doing but we take them for granted anyway just question everything is this what I'm going to keep doing lay down <laughs> lay down and question everything yeah.
2: yeah that's good this podcast has been a repeat show from our archives let us know which of your favorite episodes from over the years you think we should repeat for more people to listen to
1: Remember to keep moving.
2: See you on the other side. their creativity
1: I don't know James how do pirates express their creativity art